Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to, and I tell you all about them and all that good stuff. Oh, she's so good at it. All that good stuff. <laughs> all that good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, do we have any to share? <laughs> What's the good stuff with us or bad stuff? Whatever we need to, whatever we need to talk about. This is an open space. <laughs> um, I have kind of a long check-in today. Okay, ooh, I love I'm a ready. long check-in. But I'm really ready. I, th- I think our listeners are going to like it, especially any vessel heads out there. Okay. <laughs> um, but actually, before I get into it, I wanted to say that Loki came out. And mm. our dear friend Eugene is in it, and everybody should go watch it because yes. Eugene, Eugene rules. And if you haven't listened to our Thirty Days of Night episode, go it's back. One of the it's best. One of the best. It's one of the best. We love Eugene. You got to check it out. That was one of my favorite episodes. That was the first Same. time I'd I'd ever heard the term using the whole buffalo, the full buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really and say it a lot. <laughs> we refer to it a lot. <laughs> I'm grateful for knowing that term, and I'm grateful for knowing Eugene. He is an amazing human being. He's wonderful. He's yeah. wonderful. We love him. Mm. Um, but okay, into my long, my long story yeah. here. So it all started <laughs> with um, me listening to Benito Skinner and Mary Beth Barone's podcast. Henley, are you listening to that? I know that you are a big fan of them as well. I have been listening, but I've actually been saving them because I want to like binge listen to them at one point. I've listened yeah, to like that's three what I was doing right yesterday. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're only like 25 minutes long. I want them to be longer. They're super short, so they're easy to binge mm-hmm. through. Yeah, it's called Obsessed. And each episode, they talk about something they're obsessed with. And they have like a topic that they choose. And I was listening to one where the topic was YouTube videos. And Mary Beth... for you, Henley. I know, it really is. I know, actually, it is. <laughs> um, and Mary Beth brought up a video that she's obsessed with that is the a recreation of the Titanic sinking in real time. So it's a two oh hours and two, 40, hours? <laughs> two hours and 40 minutes. It's real time of how long it took the Titanic to sink. And it's like a very well done, like rendering of exactly what it was like. And with so little it's time like the stamps. movie Titanic, but without the story. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's just like wow. a, a, a view of the Titanic sinking. It'll give little timestamps of like, uh, twelve twenty one a.m. Lifeboat four was released with fifty five oh, passengers wow. on board, and so it just gives you like the facts. Wow. And I was listening to it, and I was like, "Haha, that's like what a weird thing that she this video has seventy million views." I was like, "That's so Holy weird." Shit. Um, and so this morning, oh, I gosh. woke up. 
and I was like, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> oh my God. I put it on. I, I didn't watch the whole thing in, in its entirety, but there's little um, links in the episode or in the description that you can click, click through to some of the t- timestamps. So I kind of just went through it and it's so fucking crazy. And I just really... I don't know, got into the headspace of a ship sinking and how fucking crazy that is and what it must have been like. There were 2,200 mm-hmm. people on board. Um, 1,500 died. And wow. the, the, the lifeboats, even if all of the lifeboats were filled to capacity, it wouldn't have been enough. It would have been like just over half. I don't know. I just got very fascinated by the Whoa. Titanic all over again. And then... Um, I started looking at other shipwrecks and I found one, uh, the USS Indianapolis. It's a pro it's another quite famous one, but no James Cameron movie made about it. So Ah. uh, less, less well known than Titanic. But, um, this one is even crazier to me. And it was a, um, naval ship during world war two that got hit with missiles, uh, it near uh, like off the Philippines and, it sank in 19 minutes. It sank really quick. Wow. And most of the people on board got off. I think like 700 people got off out of out of 800 or something and were just treading water. But it wasn't oh, like shit. freezing water like the oh Titanic was. It's like warm tropical water and there were sharks. No! <gasps> I cannot believe you're telling Emily this story right now. This is cruel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did a bunch of them get eaten by sharks? It's the worst shark attack in history. (laughs) A lot of them got eaten by sharks. Um, Why has there not been a horror movie about this? Just watching people get eaten by sharks so they the sharks went after the dead bodies first and so they would just see their like dead friend like friends in the water being like eaten by sharks and for some reason the (laughs) ship did not get reported as missing and so no one was coming for them and they they stayed treading water for four and a half days Um, Hundreds of them died in the water by either it's like was very hot. It was the middle of summer. So a lot of them just died of dehydration. Um, Some got eaten by sharks. Some drank salt water and went like crazy and and drowned and drowned other people with them because they were just like like completely losing their minds. The Isn't this so crazy? Fuck. I was just this is like what I spent my whole morning <laughs> like the reading worst about. shark I, attack like, in history. I okay, couldn't imagine stop. you survive this shipwreck. Then your your only options are get eaten by a shark, tread water for days, drown, go insane. Like if you're a person who ended up, did anyone survive? At the Some end of people that? survived. Yes, I think I think like two hundred or so survived. I'm not sure of the numbers. Uh, they're like, they're out there. If you got to know those numbers, go look it up. USS Indianapolis. But when they rescued them. Their skin was so like waterlogged; they couldn't lift them out of the water by their skin. Oh my god! They had to be pulled out by their life vests only, and then their clothes had to be cut off of them. None of them could like stand or sit. Their bodies were so damaged from being in water for that. It's like the most horrifying thing I feel like I've ever fucking heard of. And I just can't believe I hadn't heard of it before. I can't believe that really happened to people. Yeah. 
I just, yeah. I can't, that's, what, I, that's scarier than anything we have ever talked about. <laughs> I know, and Legitimately, it's real. every single element of that is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm shocked no one has made a horror movie about this yet, except for the fact that I would never want to watch this, and I can't believe anyone would want That's to watch the thing something is, like this. Because I feel like it's too horrifying, it's too real. and it's it, like, real. Yeah, that it's like almost it would be too upsetting. I think to make a movie, but there is a documentary about it that I will like, probably watch that has interviews with some of the survivors. I was gonna say that like those people's like family members are still a lot. Like what mm-hmm. the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh thank you. Oh, my God. That was World War II? Yeah. It was in 1945. Wow. Fucking crazy, huh? Yeah. I just Holy had to, shit. I had to share. <laughs> we're, I, I just feel like we're not supposed, our human brains aren't capable of like taking in this kind of information. Like, we're not supposed to know that something like this has happened. Well, it kind of just <laughs> I think like, you're right. it kind of just <laughs> felt adjacent to a, a horror movie right because it's like i couldn't stop reading i like had to know more Mm -hmm. and it feels Mm -hmm. similar to when you're watching a horror movie and you can't like take your eyes off of these horrifying things and i mean we've talked about that before of just people have a natural fascination with death because it's something that's going to happen to all of us and Mm. you want these like controlled little circumstances of kind of like experiencing that so it's like i can read about this and i'm fascinated by it because it's not happening to me I don't know, but it's just crazy. Uh, that's the type of... I'm going to be thinking about that for the next, like, two days straight. I'm going to wake <laughs> up and just be like, oh, that's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, fucked sorry. up. That could, could uh, certainly spur some nightmares, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, I had... That kind of reminds me, a lot of my family members male family family members obviously were pilots during um they were in the air force to assert um to one degree or another and mm-hmm. like hearing about that experience is just wild like my uncle during vietnam flew jets on and off of aircraft carriers like he would land on an aircraft carrier and they catch the jet in a net because it's too they don't have enough space to like stop so you like literally fly into a net whoa that's and crazy. he yeah. And he just like he definitely had friends that passed away and like friends yeah. that were like shot down into the water and mm-hmm. like that never happened to him. Thank God. But like it happened to all these people around him. Horrifying. And I just horrifying. Yeah. It yeah. made me like think about patriarchy and how I men was had to, say, to fucking. Oh, my God. Like, men had to do like on the Titanic, like men weren't allowed to get on the boats. It was women and children. And I'm like. God, men fucking had to do some shit. <laughs> like, yes, like, like I, to me, it, it's, it's all one and the same. Like, when we talk about how bad men are and how men are so insane, it's like, uh, duh, also. Like, the, like the patriarchy I, made it that way. Yeah, it, it, they're not fundamentally insane. No. It's just like, we decide that, that men fill certain roles and those roles are insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also mm-hmm. obviously decide the same for women and those roles are insane and they're insane in different ways and they make us feel different from each other and very crazy and it and it's all very bad. But yeah, imagine like that men are were were like the only soldiers for a long period of time. Yeah. When things it's were up. really fucking up. bad. Oh man, oh man, oh man. And then 
you know, women were like abandoned for years on end and then maybe forever and also couldn't make money or support their families. And so it's bad in different ways. Patriarchy hurts everybody. It's so bad. Holy shit. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't really know how to follow that. I'm overwhelmed i know i'm sorry i just spent my no, whole morning I'm, doing it and i just couldn't not of course you talked about sh- it. imagine learning that and then not talking any about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah God. well that's what we told men to do for years and years and years yeah don't talk about it remember that thing that happened to you don't tell anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> don't tell anyone um emily what about you anything <laughs> fun this weekend <laughs> this week um <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're like going back. I feel like I talk about the same shit all the fucking time, but we're going, we're, you know, we're reentering society. And mm-hmm. I have found myself like, and I never thought this would happen, but like making a few new friends. Whoa. Which is new so friends. wild. It's so wild. And like, I, I'm like almost embarrassed. I'm like nervous to talk about this because I have like such a crush on these two new friends. Oh, and 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 it, that feeling of just being like a, meeting a new person or like getting to know a person and being like, I like them. I hope they like me. We don't know each other that well yet, but, but I want to hang out with them again. Do they want to hang out? Like it's like <laughs> it, it, it just feels it's like feelings I haven't had in so long, especially because, you know, I'm, I've been in a relationship for a while. So even that part of just like being like, do I text them? That's weird. I shouldn't text them. Um, <laughs> I want to. Do they want to text me? Like and and it's a it's a. It's a couple and, and, um, and me and Joel are, are newly friends with them as, and we like together have um, like a crush on them and we just keep being like, we really like them. Like, ooh, I wonder if they want to hang out. <laughs> and it's um, exhilarating. It's terrifying. It's unexpected. Um, I bet they have a crush just, on you wow. guys. Too. Yeah, I'm, I sure, it's, I'm sure it's reciprocal. <laughs> I hope they do. It's just, I, yeah, it's like a thing I, I, didn't see coming do you know what i mean i love that just didn't see it coming how did you meet how did you meet them i knew one of them but just not well at a key party uh, it was at a key party we fucked them um <laughs> there it is that's like what us. i was trying to get to uh, <laughs> <they> like <us. laughs> um <laughs> i knew um the woman uh, as a married married couple i knew her from ucb but not that well um, mm. And then we went to a part. Another thing that a party, a backyard little party, and ended up Joel and I ended up talking with her for a while, and then got together later. And her, her husband joined, and we were like, "Wait, we like like them so much! Oh my god, where we want to hang out with them?" And we went on a we went and did a double date, and it was really fun. And Aww. it's just it's just it's just all so new, um, <laughs> and it's just a crazy set of feelings. I'm and at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> it's almost scary to ha- be making new friends in a way that I'm like, I've already, I want to see my, fr- I don't, I can't handle new friends, but then it just, it just happened. You know, sometimes you can't, you can't mm-hmm. control it. You can, you can, you can, you can, ha- you can take in a couple new friends. I think that's I can take fine. In a cu- I can literally take in like a couple, but after that, yeah. I think, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's what's up. That's what's up with me. Just. That's very exciting. Just butterflies, you know. Friend butterflies. Um, I have um, uh, 
I know Tim's cousin recently moved to New York and she has been so good about trying to make new friends. She has the Bumble friend app. Oh yeah. Do you guys oh my know God. That this? is so brave. That is so brave. She's actually met a couple people that she like really likes. Yeah. It. I think that's and awesome. it's been pretty successful. Yeah. 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 I've heard it's a people thing. that have met friends on that for sure. I feel like she, if you move to a big city alone, that's like the move. You have to do that. She's also 23 years old. So she's yeah. like at that age to right after college where it's more like, I don't yeah. know, at this stage, like when you're in your 30s trying to make friends in that. Uh, I don't know if the Bumble app is necessarily the right move or not. But yeah. for the early 20s, you know, mid 20s, like g- go get them, you know, it's very How good. You're going to meet people. Yeah. Um, well, I guess mm. on the, on speaking of making new friends, um, I haven't made any yet, but I did sign up for a new mom's group. <gasps> oh um, my God. <laughs> Emily's friends. about ready to freaking give birth, by the way. It's mm-hmm. going to be any I day now. I assumed for a hot minute today that I was psychic because I had a dream about somebody going into labor and then Henley was just a few minutes late to the Zoom and I was like, she's in labor. I know it. I know. It. And then she got on. I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm not psychic. I'm not psychic, actually. <laughs> Last night, I really felt like I might be going into labor because you have That's fake contractions. That's why I have that dream. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It honestly is. You part of the process is like towards the end, you start having kind of like fake out um, experiences. And last night I was having a lot of contractions being like, is this real or not real? And That's then I woke a up a mean prank for your body to pull. I know. I know. Um, Then I woke up in a cold, cold sweat and ate two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then fell back asleep and did not go into labor. (laughs) Um, But I did sign up for a new mom's group, which I won't actually start attending till the baby has arrived. So I haven't actually met anyone yet, but I did sign up for it at least. And a lot of it's still virtual, unfortunately, but they're going to do like meetups in the park and stuff so i'm on my way to making new mom friends you guys are gonna be like a little new york mom taking your baby to the park that is very sweet i can i just say one thing about it though which is that now obviously i pay a lot of attention to people who have small children Mm -hmm. and this is just this is just me being like psychotic but now when i look at all these people i'm like they're so old. Like, I'm not that old. I am definitely that old. I am 100% that old. But I feel like but just it, becoming a parent ages you. <laughs> like, you just seem like yeah. more of an adult when you have a kid. Like, you I really still do. feel like not an adult. But I feel I could like have not a, an adult. But I could have a kid and then people would assume I was an adult. <laughs> right. That's it's, true. There's something about it. There's something about it. I like I keep I, I guess I also maybe still think of myself as being like 17 years old or mm-hmm. whatever. But like mm-hmm. and also, to be fair, I think people tend to do tend to have kids later in New York City um, than mm. norm, you know, than um, other places. It's hard to do it there. Yeah, exactly. But um, and I don't know. I'm on my way. On my way to being one of those moms in the park yep. with my baby. Wow, it's happening. Wow, he's happening. You're gonna look so cute. You're gonna look very cute. <laughs> I mean, you already do, but it'll just be like you know. Then you'll also have the baby. Babies are cute, so it's just gonna up the. It's gonna up the cute. <laughs> up the cute. Up the cuteness level. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, should we get into this goddamn podcast? Let's you guys? get into the goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah, and... this, but the podcast hasn't even started. <laughs> hasn't even started, but I do think this movie will be quick. So, um, <laughs> don't worry. Um, 
the this week's movie is Sweetheart. It came out in 2019. It is directed by J.D. Dillard, written by J.D. Dillard, Alex Heiner, and Alex Theurer, produced by Jason Blum, starring Kiersey Clemens, Emery Cohen, Hannah Megan Lawrence, and Andrew Crawford, and it is streaming on Netflix. A brisk hour and 20 minutes. Ooh, okay. a great length for a movie, especially a horror. Great mm-hmm, length. Mm-hmm. I started. I never even heard of this one before. It's been um, suggested a few times. We put it in a poll mm. once, and it made it kind of far, but didn't quite win. Um, I chose it because of its short run time because I started watching it at eleven thirty p.m. last night. If you oh. can believe it, I can't. So late. I, so late. I fucked up and I didn't watch it ahead of time and i like got home after um going out on saturday night and i was like i still have to watch a movie for tomorrow morning what's the shortest one i can find um so i picked this one and it was really good and it kept me awake i was a little nervous (gasps) i was gonna fall asleep Uh but it kept uh kept me interested um and yeah i liked it Ooh, very exciting Hi, everybody. It is cocktail hour, and this week there is a cocktail with the exact same name as the name of our film. So this week we're drinking a Sweetheart. To make a Sweetheart, you will need one ounce of vodka, one ounce of rose petal liqueur, one and three quarters an ounce of cranberry juice, and one half ounce of lime juice. You will shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled coupe glass. This drink sounds much more delightful than being stranded on a tropical island. So enjoy. Cheers. There is um, not too much trivia about it. It has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. Um, But a 5.8 on IMDb. Quite a little (laughs) discrepancy there. That's lower than normal for, for IMDb. Um, I couldn't find any budget numbers. I believe it was a straight-to-VOD movie. I mm. don't think it had a theatrical release, so that's probably why there's no box office numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a, like I said, a short film, not a ton of dialogue. It's a kind of stranded-on-an-island film, a castaway-type oh. film, <laughs> castaway horror. Um, and so the script has is only 68 pages in length Hmm. um for any non-film people out there they're usually about 110 ish 120 i feel like a page is usually a minute yeah normally all right well i guess i don't know (laughs) so so don't take my word for it um and the only other trivia I found is that Kiersey Clemens fell in love with her stunt double Ebony Delahat Hay during production of this film, and they're still together. And I was looking at their Instagrams oh last God. night, and I was like, "How fun!" And it kind of reminded me of um, siblings are dating that Instagram account. That's like people yes, because you would have to look pretty similar. Because <laughs> like falling in love with your stunt double is like, hey, she kind of looks like me. Although I will say, I don't <laughs> think they look too much alike sometimes the stunt doubles don't look that they just like throw a wig on them and they're like yeah the same body kind of the same size yeah 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 yeah. that happens a lot i think i when i was debating a movie to watch recently for this podcast i debated this one Mm -hmm. i I recognized the poster i just pulled it up 
Yeah, yeah, because it was it was requested, so it's it's on yeah. our like, list of requests. And I think for me too, I was like, it's short, so how bad could it be for yeah. me to watch? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't. So I just want to say, I think about that siblings are dating thing all the time now. I feel like I'm constantly seeing photos of people where I'm like, you guys are the same person. You look exactly the same. <laughs> and then I think about sending them to you guys to be like confirm or deny, and then I'm like, that's kind of mean. I'm gonna not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, should we watch this trailer? It's only 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really short. I was wondering when I was watching it, like, how are they going to make a trailer? Because not a ton happens. Like I said, it's it's short. And how much can you really show? <laughs> I'm realizing I think I really like a monster movie. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Is that going to be your genres of horror? Kind? It might be. I lo- and maybe it's because it's like that's not going to happen to me. So it's the most accessible for me. Mm-hmm. And often I feel like monster movies tend to sort of feel like more like action movies. Yeah. So it's probably a combo of those two, but I'm like, like as soon as I was like, Oh, right. This is a monster movie. I like got excited. I just, yeah. I don't know. I think that that's, I think it's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Uh, creature design is always fun too. Mm-hmm. That like monster in what was that? The ritual. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) Me trying to fucking describe that monster was ridiculous. I still don't know that I can imagine what it is. But How did you describe it again? Like a giraffe? A giraffe with the horns and hands with its eye. I don't know. I don't know. It's a giraffe with hands coming out of its neck and eyes in its throat. Yeah, it's I mean, it's really crazy. This one will be easier to describe. Great. Great. It looks. Is it just this actress? There's a few other people in it. Okay, but cool. mostly her, for the most part. Yeah, that rules. All right, let's freaking. Oh get my gosh, into let's it. do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. 
So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, so we start with... Uh, a woman washing ashore. Um, she's clearly been in some sort of shipwreck <laughs> um, or something. She's in a life vest and a um, bathing suit and shorts. She crawls ashore. Um, she sees one of her friends who is clearly in the same accident as her, also washed ashore, not looking so good. She crawls over to him. He's still alive. She's kind of shaking him like, Brad, Brad. Um, and sees that there is a huge piece of coral sticking out, of, like has impaled him in the stomach. Oh, oh God. And she um, is kind of like trying to keep him conscious. And he looks at her and says, did you see it? And she's like, what, what? And then he kind of is dipping in and out of consciousness. And she's like, I'm going to. I'm going to go get you. Well, no, first, excuse me. First, she pulls out the piece of coral, which seems no! like not, not the right thing You're to do. You're never supposed no. to pull it out. You're never supposed to pull it out. Like, at least if you're going to pull it out, you need to be like preparing supplies first. Like, don't yeah, pull it out until you go ready. find your little island thread <laughs> needle. Like, make a little Look, something to... Don't get or, me wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't want it in me, but it's already in as much as it's going to be in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's not getting worse. Yeah. But pulling it out and then you have a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Then blood is freely flowing. At least right now it's stopping some of the worst of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, she pulls it right out and she mm. she, she um, bunches up um, a piece of fat, like rips a piece of a shirt off and presses it into the wound and puts his puts his hand on it like to get him to hold it there. And she's like, I'll be right back. She runs into the kind of jungle. It's like a tropical island. It's very beautiful. Um, and finds a coconut and pretty quickly is able to bash open this coconut with a rock. And already she's seeming pretty capable in a way that I'm not sure that I would be. I feel like I would it would take me an hour to get a coconut open. <laughs> <laughs> Coconuts uh, are hard to open. They seem really hard. I've never done it. And I just feel like she does it pretty quick. 
and she runs You've back never over. Done it. That's interesting, Henley. Have you ever opened a coconut? I don't think so. I don't think I have. Is that like a Florida thing? I'm like, yeah, I've opened mm. coconuts. <laughs> I mean, that Wait, makes how, sense. How do you open them? You smash it in the ground. But doesn't it make all the the water come out? Yeah, I would say I've done it not in the... I've just done it when it's like, oh, here's a coconut. Let's see if we can open it. Not like I'm intending to make the most of this coconut. It's just a thing that I've definitely done as a kid. That's a Florida thing for sure. Going to be a good skill to have if you're you're, uh, stranded on a tropical island. I hope I'm not. Um, (laughs) I hope so, too. But she opens it in a way that she's trying to preserve the water to bring the water back to him. Um, she, she gets back to him and he is now dead and he has died because she pulled that freaking piece of coral out of him and he, and he might have died anyway, yeah, but he wasn't looking still, good. He wasn't looking good before. You hate, you hate to come back to discover that. Yeah. So she cries. This is obviously a horrible situation. She's looking very panicked, very stressed. She starts kind of searching the shore of the island looking around yelling hello you know help there's nothing around and she stumbles into a little clearing where there is some supplies so seemingly someone else has been here she's calling out hello hello is anybody here she takes a closer look at the supplies and they seem pretty old it's got like a there's like a game boy from like the 90s everything's like a little rusted so this Mm -hmm. This whoever was here is not here anymore. Um, but she is rummaging through the stuff. There's some useful stuff there. She finds matches. Um, there's a cooler with some bottles of Coke in it, which uh, is also kind kind of leads you to believe that it's not from you know present day. They're kind of old fashioned little Coke bottles. Um, and there's a tarp. Um, so she's Useful. got some she's got some good supplies here. She walks back to the shore where Brad is and um covers him with a palm frond and she that night makes a little sad little shelter with the tarp um and some palm fronds and it's like a big tropical storm that night and she's basically just huddled shivering. Um, and eventually falls asleep and then wakes up the next morning and on the shore, there's a lot of dead fish and uh, like a bunch of dead fish have that were not, not there, not, not there the day before. No. And so she's gathering these dead fish. She has a backpack with her that was on her, um, when she washed ashore and, so she's like putting all these fish in a, a backpack and then comes across this shark that's washed ashore, uh, like a small, sh- a small shark. And um, the shark has been slashed in a way that looks very bad. Like it's all has like big claw marks all over it. Like it has been torn up that in a way that doesn't look like teeth marks. Um, so she stares at that and is obviously very unsettled by that, but continues gathering the fish. And as she walks to where Brad is, he has like crabs crawling all over him and he's turning like purple and just is. I feel like we've dealt with that a lot lately, a dead body with crabs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I know what you did last summer. And it was in, um, 
uh, teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, was? <laughs> yes, 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 that's right. Crabs are nasty. Crabs are gross. Teeth it was a crab on a penis. <laughs> uh, teeth it, and teeth it was a crab on a penis. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you guys, surprise! There are going to be a lot penis. of crabs at my wet at my wedding. So I just hope you associate all those crabs that you're going to see at my wedding with crabs on a penis. You're having a crab themed wedding, yes? <laughs> a lot of crabs. A lot of crabs, a lot of crabs. Mm-hmm. Eastern Shore, Maryland, baby. Yeah, we are, we're wearing crab print dresses, bridesmaid dresses. I'm dressing as a crab. <laughs> that would be so funny. Wait, that would be so funny. I love that idea. Do it anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Um. So she is decides to bury him further in, drags him further in uh, near the inner part of the island and digs a little uh, grave again, covers him in palm fronds, makes marks with a little stick. Um, and then that night she uses the matches and gathers some firewood, makes a fire. She's able to cook the fish that had um, washed ashore and she starts I would definitely be concerned about the safety of eating Dead shore fish. I would yeah, as well. Agree. Yeah. But uh, she starts going through her, her backpack. She had a journal that has um, nothing's legible anymore because it was, has been soaked with water. So all the ink has run. So she's kind of looking at it sad, like maybe she was writing something important. We see that she has a little Polaroid in there of her and a, a, a boyfriend, seemingly. But not Dan or whatever his it's name is. What was his name? Brad. Brad. Dan. Dan. Brad, <laughs> Joe, Mike, who cares? That, one of those, one man, of those types of names. man name. Mm-hmm. Um, and she falls asleep that night, and the next morning, Brad's body is gone, and it has been dragged, like, it seems, into the water. There is a blood trail into the water. She fucking freaks out and starts... Sharp. She finds a rock and starts sharpening a stick. She's like, "Okay, there's some sort of creature here. Um, I need to make a weapon." So now she's feeling pretty scared and is looking around. Can't see anything, but knows something is out there. Something that can come onto shore from the water, which is really bad news. Yeah, we don't like that. But then she sees something floating out in the water and she recognizes it as her suitcase. And it's not too far out. So she swims out to it and um, she notices something because the water is super clear. Um, She notices something and she kind of puts her head underwater and looks down below her and sees this hole in the sand that almost looks like... Um, a black hole or like a portal like it's not a normal hole in the sand it's it's kind of moving in a way that's the sand is constantly whirling around it Mm. and it just looks unnatural yeah okay um she grabs her suitcase swims back to shore um she previously was just in like shorts and a bathing suit so she now has some some pants and and a jacket changes and uh 
is kind of, you know, building her camp around where the old camp was that the other people seemingly were there at some point. And um, that night, a plane flies overhead. Oh, and also there on Brad's life vest, there had been a flare gun attached to it. So she has a flare gun with a couple flares. So a plane starts flying overhead. It's nighttime. And she shoots the flare up into the air, screaming, help, help, help. And it's she she doesn't quite get to the flare in time. Like the plane mm. is getting further and further away. And she gets like just as it's barely still in view is when she shoots the flare. And so it's like. She's really saying, like, please, please, please. But it's it doesn't it's not turning around. And we see the flare like going up, up, up the like bright red light. And then slowly coming down, and she's watching it go down. Her hopes also dashed, sinking. <laughs> and then as the flare hits the water, it lights up the shape of a creature coming mm. uh -oh. coming out of the water towards, no! towards her. <laughs> and this creature is very big. Um, she immediately runs into the jungle and kind of hides in a ditch co covering herself with palm fronds and uh we hear the creature coming towards her or just kind of like looking for ex exploring the island and it's big it has big heavy footsteps it makes nasty little gill breathing noises like <laughs> and She's terrified, but it doesn't find her. And is it like a lizard or is it like a what does it kind of look get, like? We don't get a really great look at it just yet. OK. Um, but all we can tell is that it's it's big and it comes from the water at night onto shore and it walks on two legs because we hear that it ha it's having like footsteps. Mm. So it doesn't it doesn't find her. And. Next morning, she is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. She takes the life, the life vest, her life vest. And I guess she had taken Brad's life vest off of him before his body was taken. And she puts both of those life vests around her suitcase, trying to make kind of a, a raft out of her suitcase, opening her suitcase so that she could maybe sit on it and the life vest will keep it afloat. She gets out. It doesn't. Doesn't uh, it, work. I, 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 I don't doesn't know. Work. Like, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna, gonna work. work. <laughs> a suitcase and two life vests. It's not gonna do it. No, but she is desperate and she tries, and it's just um, capsize oh, turning and flipping, and she just keeps f falling off of it. It's just not working. So she goes back to shore. She's gotta go to an. She's gotta go to another part of the island. That's what I kept thinking. She never does that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it does seem like it would be smart. Like, okay, maybe I should move just the location of my go camp. <laughs> away from the shore. Just, yeah, just move. Yeah. Move inland. Yeah. She doesn't, but. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so then she's kind of like, okay, I got to. It seems like she she formulates a plan of some sort that we don't we don't know what's happening, but she has a new sense of. uh like she has a plan sense of urgency she 
in these little tide pools along the shore. There's a bunch of small fish. She starts catching a bunch of those and putting them in a bucket and then like mashes them up and dump Ew. dumps them into the water uh, at the shore a little bit further out. And one of the, sa- the same small sharks swims up. She's got her sharpened stick, her sharpened, yeah, sharpened stick. And she gets scared by the shark and runs um, into shore again. And then she kind of like gives herself a look like fucking snap out. You got to get over this. The shark's like two feet, two or three feet. Um, she goes back in and is waiting. The shark comes again. And she kills it. She gets it with the sharpened stick on her first try. Very impressive. And then she takes it and hangs it in a tree along the shoreline as like a kind of bait and hides it, digs a little ditch 40 feet away from it where she can watch it. So that night, mm. she is just watching the shark. Then you gotta take those teeth. Make some sort of teeth weapon. Yeah, that's that'd be smart. Um, and she is trying to stay awake and kind of drifting off to sleep and trying to keep an eye on the shark. And she, she drifts her, closes her eyes and is drifting to sleep. And then hears like a a snap, like a twig snap or something. Wakes her back up. She opens her eyes and looks, and a shark is gone. And she didn't. She didn't see anything. Um, Damn. So, next morning, um, she sees something floating in the water again, and gets closer to it. And it is another one of her friend's bodies, but oh, no. only half of a body, only the torso up, and his face is pretty badly mangled. Um, and she pulls him ashore and is kind of, uh, I think she throws up like it's, it's awful. And, uh, but she, she again, ties him from the same tree again, oh. using him as bait and tough, like really this, tough. Yeah. And is like this time I'm not falling asleep. She doesn't. She is able to stay awake. And we got our first good look at the monster, which is about a eight foot tall, basically fish man, like the shape of water fish man, but way less fuckable. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. So like a not hot shape of water. (laughs) (laughs) But but human like human like human like. Yes. Fish. Okay. It's like a fish head. We see gills. I mean, it's night and it's far, so we're not getting like a super, super detailed look, but it's like a big walking upright. Ambulatory. Man with kind of of, shape of water. Yeah, like gills and some fins. It's not looking good. Okay. Okay. Um, So she's terrified. Um, Newly terrified. I mean, I guess she hasn't stopped being terrified, but now she's like, Okay, what can I do? And she uses the tarp and the the belts, I guess, from um, Brad and her other friend. I guess she had like taken them off of them, and she uses the belts and the tarp to make a hammock, like pretty high up in the in the trees, so that she can sleep there and hopefully um, 
the creature just won't see her at nighttime. And then that night, she is um, able to sleep a bit and then hears a noise and kind of peeks over the side of the hammock. It's totally dark and we can't quite see if anything's there. It's a pretty scary shot. It's like all the all the palm trees, just like tree trunks. So it's just like everything kind of is a vertical figure, like shadowed figure. And then it starts to look like one of the tree trunks is moving. And we see that it it is the creature. And she um, is like trying not to make a sound. She's like (laughs) breathing really heavily, but covering her mouth. And we hear it kind of stepping closer, sniffing around, kind of making its nasty growling noises. And then it just grabs the belt and pulls the hammock down. And she starts screaming. It goes for her. It's swiping at her. She has her, she's like laying with her sharpened stick. So she has it at the ready. She is able to stab it. And is running from it on the beach and it like runs alongside and like jumps into the water next to her, which is Uh, really creepy because you get the you get the impression that it's faster in water. So it's kind of like swimming alongside of her and then is able to jump out in front of her. She stabs it one more time and it, it kind of shrieks and jumps back into the water and leaves her alone for the night. I'm wondering why this movie is called Sweetheart. I know. What's going to happen? I know. <laughs> Shape of water. <laughs> I know. You say this he wasn't her new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so the next day, she again sees something in the water. It's something bigger this time. It's like a big orange thing. And she her eyes go wide and she starts swimming out to it. And it is a raft and there are two people aboard and it's like her, it's her other friends. And so they, they pull the raft ashore. It's one of those rafts that, um, it has like an enclosed part in the middle. It's kind of like a floating tent looking thing. Um, and, uh, they drag it ashore. Um, they look like they've been through some fucking shit just floating around. I mean, it's been like four days now or so. And um, as they get to shore, the guy, I think his name is Lucas. Um, and uh, we we find out that the girl's name is Jen. We, ha- we had seen it on her um, journal or, or book or wherever she was had been writing in. Her name is Jen. And Jen and Lucas embrace in a way that you come to understand that they are either dating or it's it's romantic between them. And the other girl just seems to be one of their friends. Her name is Mia. Um, she gets them set up with some some Coca Colas from the cooler, and so they cook some fish and crack open some coconuts. She's like getting they they seem. Um, you know, starved and dehydrated. So she's getting them uh, fed and get getting them what they need. But pretty quickly, she's like, as soon as you guys are ready, like, we need to go. We need to get off this island. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, they're very relieved to be on shore. They're like, you don't know what it's like out there, floating out there. Um, like, we're staying here. Like, we can, we can build a huge fire here. We'll signal... Um, 
a plane and uh jen is like no um no like we should we should really get going as soon as possible does she not tell them about the eight she does eventually but she's she's not telling them at first but um eventually she does and they um don't believe her they're like you're traumatized you've been through a lot uh so have we um but we're not like we're not going back into the water we're staying here and we'll get help here and this is where um lucas her her partner or we're not sure of their backstory yet lucas says sweetheart you've been through a lot oh <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> and, I, and that's when you go <gasps> Name of the movie. <gasps> so I guess she's not gonna fuck the fish guy. <laughs> and I'm so really disappointed. at this point, we're turning the movie off. <laughs> this is where we're starting to check out. Yeah, <laughs> our hopes are dashed. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty upset. We are pretty upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she realizes that they think she's crazy and they're not going to come with her. And so she starts kind of, oh, there's a, there's a moment in which um, she, they have like a pocket knife and she's like, can I use that to sharpen my stick or whatever? And they hand it to her and it has blood on it. Um, and she kind of looks at it and then looks back at them. They're a little ways away. and. Um, at some point she says like, what happened to Zach? And they're like, oh, he didn't make it. Like he didn't make it. And she's kind of looking pretty suspiciously at them. Um, and so then she kind of decides that she's going to basically steal the raft from them. They're kind of far away on the other side of the island. She's like, I'm getting out of here. And she starts packing her backpack with uh, some coconuts, with some fish, and starts pushing the raft into the water. It pretty, like, they're going to see. <laughs> but she's, I don't know, 100 feet from them, and she's trying to go quietly. But as soon as she gets to the water, they notice. They both come running. They're like, stop, stop, stop. Pull her in. She's screaming. Um, Mia goes to grab her, and she is basically like she's fucking freaking out she's like no like i'm not staying here she kicks mia in the face mia falls backwards and looks fucking mad and then mia grabs the paddle of the lifeboat and smacks jen in the face knocking her like face first into the water her head is now bleeding and then we um cut to that night Jen is now tied to a tree. And what? What the Jesus. fuck is up with these guys? Yeah, these these are not good friends. Not good friends. Is the fish guy going to save her and then they're going to fuck? Is <laughs> I mean, that what guy, That's what's going to happen. And, and, and okay, this point, we're, we're excited again. We're back in. We're, we're back, back in. in. So Jen obviously immediately is freaking out. Being tied up on this island is not ideal. And it's like, untie me, untie me. They're like, we can't, like, we don't know what you're going to do. We can't have you stealing the raft. Like, like, of course, we'll untie you eventually. You need to calm down first. And she's freaking out more and more and like, no, no, no. Like, I can't be tied up. You don't understand. This creature's going to come tonight. Like, it comes at night and it's going to kill us. And they're like, Jen, like, sweetheart, calm down. 
And Lucas says to Mia, can you give us a minute? And Mia's like, yeah, okay. So Mia goes to walk along the shoreline um, while, Hi, Mia. <laughs> while Lucas and Jen talk. And I don't totally remember the talk, but Lucas, it, it is revealed that they actually have just broken up. Um, that uh, they, so she's hysterical. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. And so sh- he says something like, I just... You're always wherever you go, like drama follows. Uh, I want to take you on this trip with my friends. And you chose then to tell me that you're not into this anymore. And I don't know what you're. It's his friends. Yeah. And he's like, um, what are you going to do? Like, what's what's the thinking that you would take the life raft You'd get back to shore and then what? Like we would just die. And then what would you do? What would you do without me? Like I pay for everything for you. I pay for you to live. Like what do you think you would be able to do by yourself? And she's obviously very hurt by this. And uh, we don't have much time to dwell on it because then Mia starts screaming. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yep, yep, mm -hmm. yep, 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 yep. And Jen can't run to her so lucas runs to to mia and just sees the the tail end of mia being uh, pulled into the water by a huge fish man (laughs) tries to save her gets to her just in time to see her completely sucked under water by a strong force um and he gets a good look at the fish monster as it's like as he's running towards it. And so then he is comes back and he's like, so <laughs> um, I've thought about what you said. Um, <laughs> we see that Jen breaks free because she's just tied with like a little string. So she's able to break free. And then it cuts to the next morning and we see Lucas like he has climbed up a tree. He is hiding in like the branches of a tree and Jen is on the on the shore and kind of looking back at him and she's like i've never seen it during the day like you can come down it doesn't come during the day and he's like okay he climbs down and they're both start loading up the raft they're like all right like we believe it now like time to get off the island so they get everything into the raft they push it out um they make it a ways out and lucas is using the paddle and uh, like leaning over the edge of the lifeboat and then a huge fish man figure swims underneath them and it is out in the daytime just in the water and it just swims like past them. They're really quiet and pull like into the into the raft and they start zipping up the raft, which really made me laugh like as like as if you're closing the flap of a tent Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just like still there. What's that gonna do? Yeah, insufficient protection from a eight foot fish <laughs> monster. But it reminds me of me when I'm camping, and I'm like, just please God, let the tent protect me from all of <laughs> all of the animals and bears that are just dying to kill me. <laughs> I mean, monsters respect a barrier. Mm-hmm. They respect any privacy. Type. Any t- um, any type. When you're like, hey. Uh, you'll get me when I'm outside, but not I'm in this is my space. <laughs> and then as they're kind of huddling, scared, Jen notices 
blood all over the corner of a part of the raft. Seemingly human blood, by the way. She has told them that the fish monster bleeds black blood um, because she has stabbed it. So she has seen the, the blood has been black blood. So this is red blood. And she again is looking at Lucas, but no time to talk about any of that because then we hear the the fish monster kind of punching up through the raft from below them. Uh-oh. And it's dragging its little claws along the bottom. You see the little finger marks going through and um it punches up through the bottom. It the the style of the raft is that the bottom is kind of just tarp and it's a, it's around the sides that is an inflated thing. So mm-hmm. you could you can make a hole in the bottom and it won't sink. Um, because the little floaty parts still keep it up. So it punches up a hole in the bottom and pulls Jen out and pulls her down and just starts swimming down towards that little black hole that she saw earlier. Um, she's freaking out. She's looking up and Lucas does not seem to be coming after her. And we're like, oh, motherfucker. Um, so she's left to her own to deal with this and she realizes she still has the pocket knife on her and she pulls it out and stabs the creature a bunch of times um and but it's just a small little knife so it's and it's not like gonna kill it but it makes it let go of her um and as it lets go of her lucas jumps in with the sharpened spear thing um and the creature goes for Lucas, knocks the spear out of his hand, and just is easily able to pull Lucas down into the into the black hole. <laughs> so Lucas is is gone now, and Jen is able to swim back up to the um life raft, but it's you can't like sit in it, but she pushes it back to shore. So she's now back back on shore, kind of regrouping. And she decides um, to stage a fucking fight with the fish monster. She's like, all right, I got to fucking kill this thing. And so she starts sharpening every stick she can find. Um, she finds the the bones of the family that had been or of mm. the people who were at that um, site before. She finds the coke. Coca-Cola lovers. Yeah. And so she fi- she finds the bones and starts sharpening those, which actually get very sharp. Yeah, better than stick. Yeah. And so she uh, just, I mean, h- hundreds of, she spends all day long just sharpening fucking everything she can find and basically sticking it upright in the sand to make a thing that if you fell on would impale you type of thing. Um, And she makes like a big circle, circular enclosure of just pointed objects, except it's open on one side, the side facing the shore. And then that night she waits for the monster to come on shore. And I think she has set some more bait out for it, caught some fish and put it in kind of the center of this circle. And it comes in for the bait and she lights, she has just, I think, one match left and lights. She has set a little uh, firewood perimeter around this as well. So she basically lights a fire around him in encasing the monster in flames, uh, in a little flame circle. 
And she is just jumping in and out of this flame circle, grabbing sharpened sticks and sharpened bones and just rushing at him and stabbing him. And uh, it's, it's the monster is like very uh, discombobulated and it's it's swiping at her and it gets her a few times, too. But she's basically just like all in. She just she runs out, grabs this thing, goes and stabs him and she stabs him so many times with uh, big bones, little bones, and she just keeps fucking stabbing him and she, she'll get thrown and fall and then grab another thing and just charge at it again. So she just anytime she gets knocked down, she gets back up and runs and stabs it again. And Hell yeah. style. <laughs> that's right. You get down, you get back up again. <laughs> I get knocked down and I get up again. But I, but I, I get, get up, up again. again. <laughs> and then she eventually... Uh, it like gets out of the the fire barrier, but it's has bones and sticks sticking out of it in every direction and gets close to her. And we get like a really good look at it now. It kind of looks like. um, uh, Yeah, like a Pacific Rim type monster face or something like that. Pacific Rim Godzilla. I don't know. It's, uh, you know. It's a pretty standard fish monster look. Uh-huh. Fish monster you look. Got it, it. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I have it perfectly in my head. <laughs> and it's hot. Less hot than Doug Jones. That's well. a fish monster. Well, um, and uh, it does a big roar at her, like it's coming for her one last time. But then it drops to its knees, like it's lost too much blood, and it collapses in front of her. And I really liked this because this happens a lot in horror where you like approach one more time to see like, is is it really dead? But she doesn't like get close. She just takes another spear and fucking stabs it in the head like five more times before she even Fuck like gets yeah. close enough. She's just like stab, 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 of stab course. so many yes. times. And I'm like, yes, finally. Yes. Don't what wait you would fucking and do. see. <laughs> just fucking make it yeah. true. Make it yeah. uh, absolutely unquestionable. And then she takes one of the sharpest bones that she has and we see her just, we can't like totally see what she's doing, but she's doing more stabbing or something. And then eventually we figure out that she is sawing its head off and yep, yes, she is. It, the, the camera pans back and we see her get the head off. It's huge, like bigger than a basketball <laughs> and um, is like dragging the head across the shore uh, the whole island is on fire now, too. This fire has gotten out of control. So there's like a big fire happening and she's dragging the head back to her life raft and then credits play. And so. Whoa. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know it was going to end like That's that. Cool. Okay. That's great. That's great. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty fun little like quick simple i love a movie like that where it's just 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 get right just to getting it getting right to it and it's just fun and also sammy you love it when the woman at the end has decided that like there's no going back and there's nothing holding you yep. back and there's you no fear and you just for it and this is a great example of that happening mm-hmm. Nothing to lose. I'd like to think that we could all get to that point, right? Like, I think if you're put in Mm -hmm. the right circumstance, I think everyone could get to a point where it's like, well, I'm going to die if I don't give this everything I've like, 
like I'll probably die no matter what. So I might as well fucking fight it out. Yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. that what makes killers in slashers so scary is that they kind of operate without fear not in that way like they don't have to be pushed to a certain point to operate that way they kind of always Mm -hmm. are just fearless Mm -hmm. which is what makes them so unsettling and so like that's that's why i like that moment so much it's because like when you're pushed to the point where you are also not necessarily fearless but you're operating with the same lack of fear you're just going fucking full out like fuck it i i'll i'll be that too (laughs) Uh uh-huh it is really fucking cool that's the only way you're gonna win because also like monsters and serial killers and stuff they offer like they need you to be scared of them Mm -hmm. so they're that i think that's why that is always so satisfying to see and why it it tends to work in horror movies when Mm -hmm. they're like i'm not fucking scared anymore Mm -hmm. because then it's like that's what's holding you back is the fear and then you're just like I don't, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. What are you waiting for? At that moment, you know? Also, I like how we never definitively found out what happened to that guy. But I like it was that too. Yeah. I mean, you definitely get the impression that they killed him, that Mia and Lucas killed Zach. And that maybe not, not like slashed him in the way that she found him. Cause I'm assuming that was Zach, the like half body, but they must probably. have pushed him into the water. And I think the monster probably did that separately. Yeah, they maybe killed him to, like, have more supplies. There is a line in it that I forgot to mention when they have her tied up where Mia says, you're starting to sound like Zach. Something like that. So it's it's another little allusion to, like, maybe they had to or not had to, but maybe Zach was similarly losing losing it. it. Something bad happened between them. Well, he was inconveniencing them and they were like, we can't be inconvenienced on this raft. We're going to kill you. That's our only option. Um, Yeah, they sounded really shitty. Um, And I love that it's called Sweetheart and that's why. It's because they keep calling her Sweetheart Mm -hmm. and it's like, you motherfuckers, you don't even know what this woman is capable of. Yeah, I do like that there is this little message of her being in an like unhealthy relationship and mm-hmm. there is also she writes a letter before she takes she, before she um does her final little face off with the monster where she's like I'm writing this in case mm. I die um you got to do that she's like mm-hmm. and she says something in there of like all my life I've struggled to be believed and this mm. um, is probably the least believable of all, but it happened. And like sometimes all you have to prove it is your word. So that's what I'm giving you. So there's this like nice little. That's cool. Added mm. layer. Cool movie. It was cool. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked you know it. What, you know what I realized while listening to this is, Emily, like how you say you like monster horror movies. I like I like any movies where it's just like interpersonal intrigue, like how the like the invitation mm-hmm. or, mm. you know, those those types of movies where you're just like, who can I trust? Yeah. What's everyone's motivation? Like, why are people acting this way? Who's re- like, what's the relationship between these people yeah. like that? I'm always super down yeah. mm-hmm. for. Yeah. And this has like a little bit, movies. a little bit of both. A little mm-hmm. bit of both. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, thanks, Samantha. Hey, you guys are welcome. I feel like 
I'm gonna have shipwreck dreams tonight. I feel like all you've of really it. set yourself up. <laughs> yeah, for that. yeah, it's a lot of that. A lot of that right yeah. now. Yeah, but honestly, to what do you guys think? Would you rather have this happen to you or the USS Indianapolis? <laughs> this, this, right? This, like this. I feel like oh, I would yeah. absolutely. God, I would absolutely this. prefer facing. An I want to be given an opportunity to fight or to die quickly. Yeah. Yep. This without question. Yep. Yeah, Same. agreed, one hundred percent. I don't want to have to watch a bunch of people die in the water either. Yeah, that's like no literal thank you. hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. no, every thank part of you. that. Even just if, even if it was just being in the ocean for four days, like no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking watch that documentary though. I, you better believe it. And then that, then I'm really gonna have nightmares. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. No, Nightmare. thank you. I mean, the the documentary apparently is very sad <laughs> i listened yeah. to a podcast about it this morning too <laughs> oh my god sammy you're obsessed, I'm obsessed. they've well, got me she's obsessed mary beth barone god damn you she got you <laughs> <laughs> um but no voices in this really um we could try to do a fish monster voice <laughs> like a like what a very, would that sound like? Like uh, a wet... guttural, yeah. From all of our parents, too scary to watch. <laughs> That's terrifying, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we are doing a good job. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so just by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, or you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our podcast. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We're on Instagram and Twitter, or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast, where you can get access to bonus episodes and, you know, not to brag too much, but we did a bonus episode for my birthday on The Matrix. That's uh, really a great one. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, but if not, no hard feelings. We'll see you here next week. Love you. Bye.